When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. AM570 in LA Sports Icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The D. I'm the D. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Later we'll hear from you about the possibility of Chris Paul coming to town. Be curious to hear what you think. But uh, now we are joined by the Saltier, Adam Oslin. Are you still brought to us by uh, Honey, the money-saving browser extension? If you get it right, I can be brought to you by them every time, Fred. They won't go. mind. Okay, but Talk to my man. But. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. It's good to yeah. see Rodney Pete back in yes. studio wearing my favorite shirt, yes. maybe of all time. Jules Winfield, our man. Oh, our man in Inglewood. Serious there, gourmet takes yeah. today coming yes. here on Rogan and Rodney. Absolutely, sure. Adam Allison. All right, Adam. Things wrapped up last night. Milwaukee, the best team in the league. It's funny. Uh, some some writer suggested this morning that the championship was somewhat tainted because of all the injuries and and how they got there. I don't buy that, by the way. What do you think? Well, it depends on how you've been weighing championships for the last decade because we've seen this time and time again. Back in 2015, the Golden State Warriors went through a run where they didn't see Patrick Beverly or Drew Holiday or Mike Conley or Kyrie Irving after Game 1. Every team's starting point guard got hurt, including Kevin Love with the Cleveland Mm -hmm. Cavaliers as well. And it still took them six games to take out LeBron James. And then you look back at 2019 with the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. They got through the East, and they were impressive in that fashion, beating the Philadelphia 76ers when they had Jimmy Butler still. But then when they got to the NBA Finals, KD was only there for maybe a game or a game and a half or maybe 10 minutes. I can't even remember how long he was out there. But then Clay Thompson did his Mm -hmm. knee in that series. So how do you weigh that? To me... Not all championships are created equal, but I have a ton more respect for the way the Milwaukee Bucks went about this and the way they won this, as opposed to, let's say, Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors and Giannis Adenokounmpo alluded to the super team argument Mm -hmm. uh, in his post-game press conference. And uh, I have a lot of admiration for uh, (laughs) the way he did it. And, And sometimes, you know, even though he didn't have a super team, they found an opening. There was a window of opportunity this season because of so many teams that had multiple stars or superstars, and depending on how you grade out uh, Chris Middleton, maybe you think he is a star, but he's not LeBron and AD. He's not Kawhi and Paul George. It's not that type of tandem. He showed up. He had a big game four with those 40 points, but Giannis, doing what he did in game six to close out this series, it was special. And that's an understatement because he scores 50. Last guy to do that in a closeout game was Bob Pettit back in like the 50s. I mean, Jordan had 45 
in Game 6 in the 1998 Finals against the Utah Jazz to close them out. But to get 50 the way he did, going 17 of 19 from the free throw line, so not only does he overcome the Phoenix Suns, who were relatively healthy, but he overcomes his own flaws and the holes in his game. That was an all-time clutch performance. He shot 56% going into last night's game from the free throw line throughout the playoffs, and he goes 17 of 19 from the free throw line. And post-game, he slapped the table and said, this is the right way to do it. I could go to another team. I could have joined a super team. I didn't. And I don't even know if he was pointing towards Kevin Durant so much as James Harden. Because those two have had beef the last couple of years where James Harden came out and said he has no skill. I wish I was seven foot and athletic and didn't have to be a skilled player like I am. And James Harden, well now, he joined a super team with the Brooklyn Nets. So maybe that's the guy that Giannis was going after, but... I just love that the process eventually paid off for them in Milwaukee in a small market team where you surrounded a superstar that they drafted was able to pull off that victory. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And and I don't care what you say, in some shape or fashion, it, it's gotta make it sweeter that that they went about it this way and went he got it with the guys that he came in and ride or died with all the way through, except in the, you know, Drew Holiday came to him. But but to to do it in in this way, and you got to be strong, Adam, because the noise was. You remember the noise? They, they you know, uh, he won MVP, but he can't get it done. Yeah. He's he got a whole big time holes in his game. Fire Boonhauser, fire everybody, get rid of him. How about Giannis the literal a, I mean, noise within arenas of yes. chance when he's at the free throw oh, yes. line during the finals? Has anyone ever dealt yes. with something like that before? And what is he doing in the last his game six? He gets all almost all of his free throws. I mean, that's just. To me, it was it was the epitome of believing in yourself, like you said, trust in the process, the ownership and the management, not caving to outside pressure. Because if they don't win, if they don't win this, Boonos is probably fired. Yeah, and, and Giannis was a man of his word. People were yeah. unearthing this tweet from him back in 2014, where he said. I'm not leaving until we build and win a championship here. I don't know if he said until, like he's yeah. about to leave now. But he joked, I think, post game saying, okay, now you got to trade me because we won the championship. <laughs> no, he was committed to them. They were the same. And look, I don't think they're getting past the Brooklyn Nets if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt. They were mm-hmm. down 2-0 in that series, and the Brooklyn Nets still took him to seven. And it was yeah. KD's toe going over the line, or else right. they win that series. But still, you need a little bit of luck. You need some breaks along the way. And you just need to be primed and ready for those opportunities. Unless you have a super team and are, a super team and are just cheat coding your way or taking the shortcut or the short route uh, to a championship. And it didn't work for the Brooklyn Nets this year, obviously. Uh, all right. So what do we say about Chris Paul? What have you been uh, saying forever, the, Fred? Shut. Yeah, you know, you know the thing? He played so well in the playoffs, but then in the finals, he just had a couple of bad games, and that really hurt Phoenix, and it, it hurt his chance to finally win a title. It, so he's he's uh, has the opportunity to opt out now, right? Do you yeah. think he opts out, or do you think he takes that final $40 million? I think he opts out. Million. I think he opts out because he's going to be... He's going to be 37 coming up, and he has one more chance to get 80 million or 100 million, even if it's stretched over four years. If that's his last contract, that's still better than the 44 million dollars. But in speaking to how he played in the finals, 
It's baffling because you look at the numbers, 21 and 8, 55% shooting from the field, 42% or no, 52% shooting from three in the series, and they still lose, and he is still looked at as a scapegoat in some ways. Now, some of it's fair and valid. I pointed this out last night on Twitter. In that fourth quarter, in a must-win game, he went from the 721 mark of the fourth to 37 seconds left in the game without attempting a shot. Six minutes and 44 seconds, CP3 win, without attempting a shot. During that time, Crowder took three shots. That can't happen. Chris Paul has to find a way to take control, but it's emblematic of his career. I've been saying this ad nauseum, but there is another universe, an Earth 2, a second Earth, where CP3 is a little bit more aggressive, and it makes all the difference in the world for how his career turns out. Because he's unselfish to a fault. He's often passing to guys that are far less efficient than he is out there. Because he kept him in it. I mean, he was getting to his spot. He was doing everything. He's to a keep mid-range guy. Oh, he was an assassin. And like you said, he went. He he became unselfish at the wrong time in that game. At the end of the you know at the end of that game. But I, to your point though, just him being the, the the scapegoat. And I said this earlier is he he obviously should have been more aggressive. But at the same time. DeAndre Ayton just disappeared. He and, went and, from shooting about yeah. 80% from the field in the yeah. playoff to 53%. But yeah. that's what can happen when you have to guard someone like Giannis yes. Antetokounmpo. It takes so much out of you on that end. And I don't think strategically they made the right moves there. Because we've seen in the past, if you load up against Giannis, make the other guys beat you. That's one way to defeat the Milwaukee Bucks. But they mostly played him one-on-one thinking DeAndre Ayton could hold his own. He couldn't, either because he's too young or Giannis is too great. <laughs> and He was having his moment. But so many people were waiting for CP3 to have this moment. Yeah. When they were up 2-0, we were all saying, what does yeah. this do for his legacy? Right. Yep. Well, now it flips the other way. And, what does it and do what for his legacy does, What does it do lose? for Giannis? If he, you know, because he was about on the verge of getting run out of the building too. They were down on Giannis. Yeah, is Giannis a Robin? Right. Can he not be the number one option? And there have been times where I've doubted that. But if things fall into place and you're taking on the right team, and I think it was a good matchup for the Milwaukee Bucks ultimately because they were more physical. Listen to this: the Phoenix Suns outshot them in all three facets, from the field, from three. From the free throw line. The difference in this series was the Bucks had 10 less turnovers. Some of that is on CP3. Mm-hmm. He had six in one game. Yep. He had the bad turnover at the end of game four. But more importantly, they out-rebounded the Suns by 50 in yeah. this series. And about 40 of them were offensive rebounds. Yeah. So they kept creating more and more opportunities out there. That was the biggest difference. That's why we said if the Lakers had been healthy with AD and LeBron and their size... You know, and we don't know, but you're assuming if they're healthy, they'd have beat the Suns. Well, everybody wants to reason. dunk on the Suns today because they finally yeah. played a team that was relatively healthy. They still didn't have DiVincenzo, the Milwaukee Bucks, and they lost to him. Yeah. So it's confirmation bias <laughs> because everybody thought if the Suns played a healthy Lakers team, maybe not a healthy Denver Nuggets team, only because you got to give the Suns credit. They, they swept, swept them. them. Yeah. Even with Jamal Murray, it's going six or seven games still. They have a chance. But I don't think they're beating the Los Clippers. Angeles Clippers. No. And obviously they weren't beating the Milwaukee Bucks, and I don't think they would have beat the Brooklyn Nets. But to me, 
the Bucks were still the fourth best team this this season if they were healthy. I still think the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Nets were better than them if they were healthy. But that's not how things go. It's a war of attrition. It's survival of the fittest. But this season, it was that to an extreme. We've never seen so many injuries to superstars in the playoffs like this year. True, and I, I agree with everything you just said there about you know the the, the pathway for them became. Uh, you know the the best pathway because it was tailor made for them with the injuries and all the things happening. I don't put asterisks on anything because injuries are part of sports; they happen. You got to deal with them. Um, but it was tailor made. And going back to whether Chris Paul opts out or not, people are like, "Oh yeah, let's run it back in Phoenix." They're not going to have the same opportunity like they had because guys are teams are not all of the teams are going to be without a Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Anthony Davis going through the playoffs. It's not going to happen that way. My point is, what do you say to the style of play when it comes to defense and the physicality that got the Raptors the championship, that got uh, the Lakers the championship, that got the Milwaukee the championship, as opposed to the finesse and let's just shoot a bunch of threes? Well, you have to know, and it's not like Milwaukee doesn't shoot a bunch of threes either. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, both teams hit the exact same amount of threes in this series, actually. But Milwaukee attempted 20 more than the mm. Phoenix Suns. But you have to know going into a season, the way you build your team, uh, for the long haul, you have to say, at some point, the refs are going to start swallowing their whistles in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a game that slowed down tempo-wise, which you would have thought favored CP3 with controlling Mm. basketball games. That's what he does best. That's what makes this so confounding. But I do think you have to know going into a year that it's going to be more physical in the playoffs. We have to adjust to that style. Not everything we do in the regular season is going to translate to the playoffs. And I think that was part of Milwaukee's problem for a while. With rotations, with going too deep into their bench, with not playing stars, heavy minutes as Coach Bud hadn't done much in the past, or babying guys too much even in the playoffs. Well, they finally got away from that. And Giannis, even though, look at three weeks ago, we thought he might be out for the season. With the knee injury, it looked like he had. Yeah. He bounces back immediately, is as athletic as ever, and was playing you know, 50 minutes at times when there were games that went into overtime. That They did things the right way, the way you have to do it if you're going to win a championship. You just have to find a way to grind it out and have that sense of urgency out there. All right, you mentioned Chris Paul's 37. So now you're looking at a four-year deal, right? That's what he'd like. Be 41 years old at the end of it. If you're the Suns, if you're the Lakers and there's a way to give this guy a, a longer-term deal, sure he gets paid, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but at that age, I mean, you're going to hit diminishing returns. If you're the Lakers and you do it, you try to pull something off here, uh, you got one crack at it. Because I don't think they, as he gets older and LeBron gets older, they have a chance. I, I think they just look old. Aside from the salary cap gymnastics they would have to jump through and the hoops they would have to get through in order to get CP3 on the Los Angeles Lakers, it's very unlikely. Uh, You still, let's say hypothetically they do it, you're doing it to win now because LeBron James is about the same age. They're both going to be 37 this year. So you'd have two starters, two superstars or you know a diminishing superstar certainly in CP3 that are in your starting lineup next to another guy in Anthony Davis who's injury-prone. To do it, from everything I read, 
with Eric Pincus, who's a capologist. He was on Twitter last night. Lakers fans were immediately like, how, how do we get CP3? So uh, is he going to opt out, and how do we swoop in and get him? Well, if he opts out, he could take less from Phoenix, and they could sign and trade him to the Lakers. But that's assuming they want to play ball. That's assuming everybody is agreeing to this. That's assuming Chris Paul doesn't want to stay with the Suns and continue and finish his career there when he knows he still has two young guys and uh, DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker who are still getting better. That's not a bad situation to be in. As you're getting older and your assets depreciating to a degree, you could put it that way, well, you got young guys that are going to pick you up along the way. But what would give him the best chance to win this season? Yeah, it's probably playing next to LeBron James and being back in Los Angeles. But first, it would take Montrez Harrell opting into his contract for $9.7 million. Do you think that's likely? I think he can get more on the open market. And it sounded like with all the cryptic and not-so-cryptic social social media stuff that he's been upset with the Lakers and the coaching staff and his lack of play. He was going through and liking everyone's posts on Twitter that said, why isn't Montrez Harrell in the game? So he obviously has some issues with the Lakers and the coaching staff, just like Andre Drummond does. So first, he'd have to opt in. Then you're talking about him, KCP, and Kyle Kuzma. Those three contracts together would be about $35 million. And you could get in that vicinity where you could salary match for somebody like Chris Paul. But they'd probably also have to maybe throw in THT. He's a mm-hmm. restricted free agent. Fred, turn off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> it is... There are right cap in, constraints. Right in stride, Adam. I love it. Yeah, good call. Cap constraints. Yeah, good call. Who was calling? Cap constraints on the Lakers right now are to the nth degree. It's going to be really difficult. And when, if, I shouldn't say when, but if they bring back Dennis Schroeder, this is the reason why. They can't do any better. Trying to get CP3 or Kyle Lowry or Russell Westbrook or Damian Lillard are all going to be such difficult plans. I'm not saying it's impossible. They've pulled things off before. They've surprised us before. But it's going to be so much more difficult, and it may cost them a ton more. And they may just go, well, Schroeder may see the open market is about the same range the Lakers offered him, that $84 million, $4 million or four-year deal, and he might take it. It might work out for both sides. And remember, he's not even 28 yet. So you're talking about Dennis Schroeder at 28 versus CP3, who's going to turn 37, versus Russell Westbrook, who's going to turn 33. He's had uh, knee issues along the way, versus Kyle Lowry, who's going to turn 36 this next season. The Lakers, you know, all this overreaction to what happened at the end of the season and the way things played out, well, it's still mostly due to injuries to your two biggest superstars, to two of the best players we've ever seen at their position, maybe the best player ever in LeBron James. If you have those, no matter who you have next to them, no matter who are those role players or third options, you're going to be in the hunt. You don't have to overreact too much. Yeah. Um, okay, so go to uh, across the hall. What are the Clippers looking to do this offseason and what's going to happen with them is Kawhi, you know going to do the long-term thing what, what what's going on with the clippers this offseason what their needs are hey fred can you get someone to call you again i gotta <laughs> i need a distraction <laughs> this is a tough question yeah. because that Kawhi leonard bombshell that came out with him having the partially torn acl yeah it looks Why is like Fred looking at me like that <laughs> Why are you looking... the hell's wrong with you today fred if it's torn it's torn what partial Obviously, there's a. Are you a doctor? 
Well, you, why do well, they give different grades, Fred? Read the signs, Adam, and, and what Fred is doing right now. It's like you know, he's like the cat that ate the canary because he feels like he's got the inside information. Oh, Clipper Nation ain't gonna like hearing this from you, Fred. Sorry, <laughs> I spit truth. Well, I'm gonna go by the report that it's a grade two tear, a partial tear, which okay. puts him in line with someone like Spencer Dinwiddie, who was cleared for basketball activities after six months. He didn't come back to the Brooklyn Nets, and I believe he's about to be a free agent, and maybe that's the reason why. But if it's anywhere between 9 and 12 months, we're talking about him, or 6 and 12 months. Let's say it's 6 months. That would bring back uh, Kawhi Leonard in January. If it's 9 months, it's March. If it's 12 months, it's June. He ain't coming back. So it's devastating because not only for the Clippers, but for Kawhi Leonard, who was playing the best basketball of his career, and that is saying something. Think of the game that he got hurt in, Game 4, against the Utah Jazz. He just had that vicious throwdown on Derek Favors. You hope he can get back to that level, but his shooting splits in the playoffs, I mean, he's an all-time great playoff performer, like we haven't seen. He shot 57% from the field, 39% from three, 90% from the free throw line. He was doing historic things, including in that first round against the Dallas Mavericks, where only Shaquille O'Neal had averaged 30 while shooting over 60% from the field. Shaq doing that, close to the rim, back in the 2000 finals. That's what Kawhi Leonard was doing in the mid-range and as a right. slasher and a, a score at three levels. So what you got to hope if you're a Clippers fan is, and <laughs> of course I'm, I'm a fan, uh, you got to hope some of the young guys like Terrence Mann carry over the performance he had this year and especially in the playoffs into next season because there's going to be more minutes. There's going to be more of a load on his plate. Luke Kennard, same with him. Avita Zubats, he has to show more of that offensive bag that he has because he may not just be a rim runner and a defender now. They might need more from him offensively. And then, of course, if Paul George is back in that MVP conversation where he finished top three two years ago, you're in good shape. You're doing better than just treading water. You could still be a top four, a three to six seed in the West while you're waiting for Kawhi Leonard to get back. And that's the hope because your championship expectations, you know, it still all hinges on Kawhi Leonard. He, You got to have him at some point. So if he's out for the entire year, yeah, it's, it's going to be a long shot for them to be able to pull it off. But it also comes down to this. He's a free agent, or he likely will be. That's what I was going to ask. He's you. got thirty-five million dollars. He's got an option for thirty-five. CP three forty-four million. You expect him? Well, it's difficult because during the season he said this. Obviously, it's the right move to opt out if I'm healthy. Well, now he's not healthy. So, will a team still give him the max though, even with this knee injury? I believe so. Whether it's the Clippers or somebody else, somebody will because you know if you have you know Kawhi you Leonard, yeah. you have the possibility of winning a championship because he can be the number one option on a championship team. He's a top five, top three player in this league right now. All right. Adam, well done today. Yeah, I wish I could say the same, Fred, but that phone went off. and Yeah, uh, yeah that was an issue. <laughs> yeah, Fred. Very not, unprofessional. Not going not gonna to deny it. He's a bookie. Sadly, juggling a few balls here. Well, oh, Fred. That's some serious See? gourmet. See what <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Honey, the money-saving browser extension. Our dear friend, the saltier, Adam Austin. Adam, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, you've heard Adam's assessment of Chris Paul, Rodney's, and mine. What do you think? 
Laker fans, let's open the phone line if it's possible. Nothing is impossible. It might be improbable, but nothing is impossible. Would you want CP3 to join the Lakers? 866-987-2570. If you're Rob Polinka, do you make a play for him? Let us yeah. give you money. Your chance to win $1,000 is right now. Yeah. Text the nationwide keyword dollar to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Once again, that's dollar to 200-200. Good luck. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. That's right, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a hump day, a Wednesday. We humping, Fred. We humping through. Yeah, we are. That's how we do. We hump through. Uh, all right. So, Laker fans, let's open the phone lines here. See what you think. Bottom line is this. If there was a way to get Chris Paul, season's over. We all know what happened. Now he's available. If he opts out of his deal. As Adam points out, he'll be 37. As Adam pointed out, he's looking for a three- or four-year deal in the neighborhood of $100 million. All right? If you're a Laker fan, you go, we got to win right now. And that's true. You've got to win right now. My concern, quite frankly, is if you don't win right now, and I'm all for going for it. You know that, Rodney. I believe in that. Go for it. Yeah. Every year, go for it. But if you sign somebody that age to a four-year deal and you don't win right now, you're basically screwed. That's the bottom line. For the amount of money. So you you're have saying to pay go Chris for it Paul. with contingency. Yes. Contingency. <laughs> so go. he's not really going for it, Fred. Well, no. I, I always believe in go for it. If it's a one-year deal for $44 million, if they could do that, they can. But if they could, go for it right now. Absolutely. If you can get them and put them together for a season, maximum two, go for it. I'm in. But when you go over two years with guys that age, and that doesn't mean they're not highly skilled athletes and they don't want to perform at the same level, it's simply a function of they're older guys. They're more susceptible to injury. They're more susceptible to slowing down a little bit, not what they were. And when you're paying somebody $44 million, you're paying for what they were, not what they will be. So my concern is if you if you do a deal for more than two years, you're really going to hurt yourself here. That's my concern. But I understand the position where you go, I don't care if we sign a guy for five years if we get a title next year. We'll just eat it for the next four. Yeah, you say that now. Let's have the conversation again in two years when you're not very good. And you're eating it. And you're eating it. Nobody likes to eat it. <laughs> Zach in Long Beach, what do you think? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hope everybody's having a great day. Um, look, I mean, hear me out. Look what happened to DeAndre Ayton's career when CP3 came into his life. He said it was the best thing ever for him. Now, I know AD is more established than Aiton, but he's still young enough to build a team around. And you and I, and especially AD, know straight up there's still room to learn. And CP3 could help. And the track record of him helping younger players get better in general is valuable itself. 
But besides that, he also handles the ball well, and he's known as one of the best competitors of all time, even if he looked a little gassed those last couple games. I know he's older, but no other team has a training staff like the Lakers, and hopefully we can get enough depth, uh, depth on the roster to get him some rest, you know, some games this year. Uh, I think it could work. Uh, we might sneak another player, too. And for the record, in a perfect world, I think Bradley Beal would be a perfect fit for the Lakers. I know that's not the question, but that's just my take. And Chris Paul would be awesome. Have a good one, fellas. You too, Zach. Thanks. Yeah, I just, again, two years, I'm good. Yeah. Over that, it's like, oh, no. What if you got to pay three to get two? I'm saying. Pay three to get two good ones. No. What I'm saying is you're going to get one good one. Oh. That's what I'm saying. But he comes here. You're not. You're not going to ask him. He's not going to be asked to do this. You know, the load that he had to, had to do for Phoenix. Even with Phoenix next year, the they, the guys will be a year older. He's not going to have to have the load that he that he had to perform at this year. As he mentioned, he, you know, he kind of was gassed at the end, and he got banged up. Remember, he got yep. banged up early in the playoffs. So he's not going to have to do that and carry the load. They're not going to need him to score 25, 28 points a game if he comes to the Lakers. He's just going to be even more of a facilitator for LeBron and for AD and for whoever else is in there. And so the the pressure and the load that's on his shoulders will not be as great. Okay, let's hear what Manny thinks. Hey, Manny, go ahead. Hey, so look, I mean, let's get this straight. Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards of all time. You know, that's no, there's no doubt about that. You know, he's great. He's been in L.A. He knows what it's about. We have Cliff Ball, whatever. He's good. But he's old. We saw that in the finals. I think, personally, the person that we need, if we want to win a championship, it's Kyle Lowry. He's got the championship already. He knows what it takes. He's a little bit younger than Chris Paul. How much he could younger? Three. Year. He could he could defend. He's a really good defender. Yeah, but he how, brings that tenacity. Wait but wait, wait, your argument that he's a, he's younger. How much younger? Well, I believe he's a four year. years younger, right? He's thirty three. No. no, Kyle Lowry's thirty five. I believe he is. Right? Kyle is one year younger than CP. One year. One yeah. year. Yeah. So you. One year. Yeah. So that doesn't work either. In, in your theory. I mean, because I think Kyle Lowry can give you more than just. His, I think it's more to Kyle Lowry than people think because he's in the East. He could do a lot more if he was in the West. All right. In the East, like, it's it's pretty deep. And, and point guard-wise, they're pretty deep as well, but we need a, a leader. Rondo was perfect. He did not buckle under pressure like right. Chris Paul did. So, yeah. All right. We appreciate the call. Thanks. See, I don't know if that's the call either. It, it When you're signing guys that age and you want to win right now, win right now. Go for it. I'm on board with that, but you have to be careful. If you're going that age, you, you sign Chris Paul. It's either either or, right? It's yeah. Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry, you pick one, which one you want. And and I think a lot of people would say, I pick, in that scenario, pick Chris Paul. If you're not going to pick Chris Paul, then you, you got to go younger, right? You got to go for a, like you mentioned, try to get a Bradley Beal, which is a stretch, or, or even, which was thrown out there, C.J. McCollum, somebody like that. Okay, take uh, a run at him. Yeah, take a run at him. But you don't go old for old. No, you can't do that. And and again, you know, everybody deserves whatever they earn, and everybody will get what the market will bear. There's no denying that. But when you are paying guys basically for past performance, that is not a good business model. If you're paying Chris Paul that kind of money, 
you're paying him for past performance because he's not going to be at that level anymore. Doesn't mean he won't be good. Doesn't mean he won't be successful. And he deserves every penny he can get. But that's not how you operate a solid business. And that's how pro sports are. A guy in his prime rarely makes what he deserves because of the way it's structured. So you got to pay him after his prime, right? You're paying him for what he did and what you hope he'll continue to be able to do. But as the years go by, he can't do that. He just can't be at that level. Doesn't mean he doesn't work as hard. Doesn't mean he's he's not as good, but he can't be at that level because of his age and the wear and tear on the body. Two years, go for it. Make the deal. Anything above that, I just wouldn't do it. All right, here's Manuel and Gardena. Go ahead, Manuel. Logan and Rodney. Hey, uh, Freddie. I think you're missing the point. The guy, the last caller's right, man. The guy we need is Kyle Lowry. And it is, for many reasons, CP3 had his best chance this year, man. He didn't get it done. Yeah, he's an all-timer, but he didn't get it done. Kyle Lowry, when he had the opportunity, he seized it. He is a leading presence, a vocal presence. You bring him in, you bring in Dwight Howard back again, run it back, and we're, we're going to that parade that we should have been going to this year if that softy Schroeder didn't shrivel up. I appreciate the call. Kyle Lowry fan club. Yeah. Does he get it done without Kawhi? No. Well, did he this year? No. 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 Now, I understand the argument. All right. He might be that third guy, the missing piece. He might be that. But again, when you are committing to a team full of guys like that, and three of your two of your three stars would be in that age, I, I just no. don't think that works. If, if Kyle Lowry was as is the one caller thought four or five years younger than Chris, then yeah, I would say, yeah, okay. I, I get the argument. But given the fact that they're the same age, I don't know. Solomon, go ahead. Yeah, hey, guys. I wanted to give props to Manny and Gardena because he gave me props uh, some months ago on the Right on. Anyway. That's what we uh, do here. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I've seen this. I've, I've been to this rodeo. Steve Nash. You don't put all your cards, you know, throw all your cards in for a 36- or 37-year-old point guard. I ain't going in that direction. Chris Paul has been injury-prone. He wasn't that injured this year, though. You know, that, I think that hand was bothering him more than he let on. He's old, man. He ran out of gas. In the third quarter, the end of the third quarter, the, the, the Suns had bucks on their heels because they were running that ball. You brought Chris Paul back in. They slowed it down. They went that half-court mano-o-mano, and a bigger, stronger, more physical team in the Milwaukee Bucks said, great, we'll kick your butt, and that's what they did. I don't trust Chris Paul at this age any longer. Sorry. All right. Appreciate the call, Solomon. We'll wrap it up with Mitch. Go ahead, Mitch. Hey, guys. Ronnie, uh, Fred, hope everything's well. We're fine. Go yeah, ahead, Mitch. Yes, fine. I'm going to with you guys. Mitch, Mitch, we're yeah, good. Thanks, Mitch. We're good. Why are you rushing, Mitch? Just checking. Just checking. You yeah, know, no guarantees in life. Just checking. A couple of things. Still thanks. only a couple of things. Hey, Mitch, guarantee. thank you very much. Oh, for a couple concern. things. Appreciate you it, You're welcome, Mitch. Ronnie. Hope everything's great. I, I don't know how you put up with Fred. No, Fred, you're a great guy. Um, <laughs> I, I actually agree with you guys. Let let the Lakers go. Uh, I mean, I, I would take, I would like to have uh, Chris Paul for my Clippers. But, you know, four or five years, he's going to age. Let's go get uh, Damien uh, Lillard. 
that would be great. That would be awesome, but we're going to have to deal with one year without Kawhi Leonard. That's why I think Chris Paul might be leaning towards the Clippers because he'll be the man. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate the call. Uh, no, the Clippers aren't running that back, Mitch. I'll just be honest with you. That's not going to happen. They, they've had their, their their stay with Chris Paul. That ship has sailed. That Clipper ship has sailed, <laughs> and, and they're not bringing him back. All right. Kevin, can I create a sad sack? An individual sad sack? Do whatever you like, Fred. Should we do that next? If that's what you're feeling, by all means, let's go. All right, I'm creating a sad sack next. I mean, that is just sad. <laughs> sad sack of the day. All right, a highly unusual sad sack of the day. Look at you smiling. Sitting up in your chair. Yeah, the thing Getting is excited. For sad sack, we acknowledge those who deserve acknowledgement. And it's not always bad to be in the sad sack. Oftentimes you are a legend, but you have a, a misstep. And we so salute what's you the, for that. What, what's the benefit of being in the sad sack? Acknowledgement. Of, of what? Doing what? All publicity is good publicity. Says who? Says a wise man years ago. So we have a very special sad sack of the day. It is someone that that we love, but has earned this distinction. Don't you do? I'm gonna walk out if you do what I think you're gonna do. I'm just saying. And get your mic turned off, Fred. Sad sack for suggesting Chris Paul come back to the Clippers is Mitch. Huh. Wow. I think it was an honor well deserved. I I, I just think we had to acknowledge it. Mitch is a Constant listener. He calls all the time. He lets us know he calls all the time. So I think that he should be acknowledged today for that take as Sad Sack. Okay. But we must come together as a family. We must share the love. And to do that, there is only one man. Then we'll have that next. 